Hello, everybody. Right. Well, firstly, thank you very much for those of you who've, who've come to join me. My camera isn't quite in the middle. Um, thank you very much for those of you who've come to join me. Thank you also to those of you who are listening along. Um, today, we're going to be going into a bit of a nerd fest, which I'm quite excited about. Um, I've been able to refresh my own sort of knowledge around ca caffeine, which I really enjoy doing these kinds of topics. Um, I'm going to also everybody drinks caffeine as we'll get into that's you know that's uh that's what's going to make this really relevant and basically what we're going to be talking about today is coffee tea caffeine energy drinks pills whatever it is however it is you take your caffeine we're going to be talking about caffeine okay and um what you need to know is what we're going to run through today is is we're going to be give you a nice easy overview of how caffeine works how it affects the brain um, and also how it affects the body because those two things are quite separate and in terms of the effects of caffeine uh, it's important that you understand those before you can then understand the recommendations the second thing we're going to talk about is health effects so it is important that you understand um, what the potential adverse health effects of, of con caffeine consumption, over caffeine consumption, or over consumption of caffeine are, um, and also what possibly there are for health benefits wise. It's really important that we get that all, all covered. Um, and then last but not least, we're going to be running through some simple recommendations based on our new understanding of how caffeine works and how it affects our body, proper dosing and proper timing. Okay, so um, and it's not just going to be as simple as don't drink caffeine before you go to get we, bed. We can, you know, we can get a little bit more nuanced than that in terms of how it is that you want to do it. Okay, so um, we're going to dive in, um, and I'm going to give you a couple of stats. First thing is is um, in the UK, 90% of adults consume caffeine in some form or another on a debt of um, a, per day. Okay, and actually, it's come to pass that now about 50% of adolescents. Do the same thing i mean you often see even though they're not allowed you see teenagers walking around with cans of monster and and relentless or whatever it is these kinds of energy drinks and stuff it's definitely not something that was so much of a thing when i was a teenager um but that was a long time ago now so um 90 of adults 50 percent of teenagers drink caffeine every day um so that's essentially essentially the the whole country is walking around in an altered state of consciousness due to the drug that they have consumed okay because Caffeine is a psychoactive drug, which first we, uh, or it is thought, um, was drunk in sort of around sort of uh, East Africa, specifically Ethiopia in the 14th century. The story goes that apparently a, uh, a goat herder noticed that his uh, goats were eating coffee berries and getting very excited and then decided to try and make a drink out of that. Um, the berries themselves are kind of toxic and very bitter, but if you roast them, um, you can make a delicious drink. Um, obviously, also we have tea. Um, and we have um, sort of caffeine supplements and things like that. Caffeine is also in things like chocolate. Um, and essentially, it is the, yes, the most popular and most um, widely consumed drug in the world. All right. So um, we're going to jump into it. We need to first understand before we think about the implications of, of caffeine consumption and, and how best to use it to help to optimize both our sort of physical and mental health and performance we need to understand how caffeine works, right? And this is the bit where things start to get a little bit nerdy, okay? So the first things 
is is that cat these are a list of um a list of we've got four main effects that that caffeine has on the body there are a whole bunch of hypotheses as to what caffeine might do to the body um and from what i've read there's you know there's some some evidence for some but these are the ones where people are really um very sure the researchers or whatever the scientists are very sure that these are things that it definitely does okay so it's it, this list is is not exhaustive but it is the most important things the first thing is that caffeine increases calcium release now in your why is that important well in your um nervous system calcium is a really important part of um creating electrical current and that electrical current results in more forceful muscle contractions um which immediately for what we're trying to achieve sounds like a really good thing the main reason that people take caffeine though is to um ward off sleepiness now what caffeine does is it blocks um adenosine receptors now adenosine is is a um is a compound that you find naturally in your in your brain um and basically it takes place of adenosine by blocking the receptors adenosine builds up in your brain throughout the day the more adenosine that you have in your brain the more um across the synapses the more um fatigue and what you call sleep pressure you experience this is a natural one of many natural parts of why it is that we feel tired in the evening and why it is you should feel refreshed in the morning when we go to sleep what happens is is your brain naturally clears the adenosine out from between your synapses and you wake up you feel refreshed uh, and then you go again caffeine basically if you wake up and you've had insufficient sleep then you haven't had an opportunity to actually completely clear the adenosine out of your brain um, and so think of it like you've got lots of sleeping molecules still there the caffeine essentially numbs the effect of those to your brain and perks you up so it lifts the fatigue it doesn't necessarily give you energy with this particular mechanism what it does is it stops you from feeling fatigue that you should be feeling okay and we'll, we'll come back to that later it increases uh, noradrenaline, catecholamines, which are essentially part of your fight and flight response. This will give you energy because this is essentially what you need in order to be active and to do things. And most interestingly, from my perspective, it sensitizes your brain to dopamine. Now, dopamine is the neurotransmitter responsible for focus and motivation in your brain. This means that when you drink coffee, things are more pleasurable. So whether that be eating a chocolate, whether that's doing something rewarding, whether that's, um, you know, doing doing anything along those lines, dopamine is the main currency of your brain's reward system. And drinking coffee basically gets your, um, gets your brain to be more sensitive. And so all these things are much more rewarding. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. So... The main outlines in terms of now we know how it works, how does that actually affect you in a in a practical sense? And what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to run through all of the things that it does. And once you get to the end of this, you're going to think to yourself, oh, my goodness, this is probably the best thing that anybody could ever consume at any point. OK, first things first is it will increase your strength, it increases both your strength endurance and it increases your power. All of this is dependent upon dosage, but with a safe and appropriate dose, a dose, strength and endurance, strength, endurance and power will both go up. It also reduces your perceived exertion. So effort doesn't feel as hard. It increases your cardiac and aerobic, a cardiac output and aerobic endurance. So on two different levels, your, your cells are better able to process oxygen. Your heart is better able to expel blood. Both of those things increase the amount of stamina you have. 
And the last thing is, is it reduces your reaction time. Now, this is really important if you play a sport, for example, if you're playing tennis, if you're playing badminton, if you're playing football or rugby or anything that requires reaction time, you will get a noticeable increase in reaction time by taking caffeine or having a coffee or whatever it is that you want to do. From a mental perspective, it improves your cognition, notably, more so if you're tired, but even if you aren't tired, it still does the same thing. This results in reduced error counts, which could be very important if you're like a pilot or a surgeon or something, better, village, better, better vigilant and both faster and more accurate recall. So if you're on university challenge, you should have a coffee before you go because you'll answer questions more quickly and you're more likely to be able to remember the answers. It obviously, as everybody knows, it elevates your mood, it mood increases your perceived energy. We spoke about that just now. It doesn't necessarily always give you energy, but it does increase your perceived energy, which, you know, what is reality? Effectively, that's the same thing. Um, and it specifically stimulates the, um, the matter in your forebrain, which is where decision making, strategizing and reward pathways are. This means that you will be better able to negotiate social situations. You'll be better able to negotiate the office. You'll better be able to negotiate your day. You will make better decisions and you will be able to follow through on them in a more effective manner. So ultimately, coffee does start to sound like a really, really good idea. All right. From a health perspective, it's complicated. So the main thing that people say about um, caffeine and coffee when it comes to things like um, when it comes to things like fat loss is that there has always been an assumption that by taking stimulants when you're trying to lose weight, it helps to numb your appetite. Basically, this has been studied. If you give somebody a coffee, say usually it takes around 60 to 90 minutes for caffeine to peak in your system after having had a drink. Um, if you give somebody a coffee before they eat, it doesn't have any effect on their ability to uh, on on their desire to eat calories. OK, so it has no acute effect. I have a theory just based purely on my own experience, which is that if you're looking for a pick me up because you've been you've been at work, or you're a bit bored and you've been talking to idiots down Zoom calls. Um, that's hope I'm not one of them. Um, then potentially you might be looking at a pick me up. You may be looking for something to give you a little, a little psychological boost, a little like like a like a chocolate bar would. You might be able to replace that with caffeine or a coffee, which has fewer calories, and that might help you to um, to actually manage your weight more effectively. But there is no official um, or at least officially confirmed sort of mechanism by which that would be the case. It's possibly possible that ca the caffeine um, is cardioprotective because it's a vasodilator that could also result in it being neuroprotective that's still being um that's still being investigated so that would mean that lower risk of cardiovascular disease stroke things like that but also alzheimer's dementia um, and those kinds of things coffee and tea are cardioprotective and maybe neuroprotective still the reason for that is because of the um, antioxidants and things like polyphenols which are essentially nutrients and um, plant compounds that are non-nutritive, non-calorific, but basically act as a um, a positive stimulant for your for sort of healthy processes that run through your body. So that is very important, and we're going to get to that in a second. Mental well-being: there is an association between people who drink coffee being less um, uh, sort of burdened with things like uh, depression and all-cause mortality. If you're drinking coffee, and that is coffee rather than a choco mocha latte or whatever it is that you're going to get from Starbucks or whatever, then you are actually 
gonna the more coffee you drink up to eight there was a meta-analysis that was done about five years ago um the more coffee you drink up to eight cups a day which would be like eight single shots of coffee um the less likely you are to die and there was no upper limit people who drink coffee tend to um also make better food choices it would appear but people who drink coffee are also more likely to smoke so um or smoking is associated with coffee but bearing in mind that now almost everybody drinks coffee um i think that potentially that's not necessarily true anymore so the key thing with regards to health benefits is is actually there's a very good argument that caffeine and coffee and tea and these kinds of drinks are actively protecting you against the various diseases um they're having no downward effect on your uh, body composition if anything they're probably helping it the only thing that matters is how do you take your caffeine if you have a kind of relentless with 50 grams of sugar in it every day that's obviously not gonna be a good idea if you have a caramel latte or something which has probably also 50 grams of sugar in it that's not going to be a good idea the the principle of non-caloric drinks still applies so we're thinking black coffee we're thinking coffee with a little bit of milk is probably fine we're trying to limit the sugar these are the things that if you consistently consume coffee or tea or caffeine or whatever you want to say like that then you stand a very good chance excuse me you stand a very good chance of actually improving your health through caffeine and coffee consumption than than anything else okay advice on dosing is very very straightforward some people are um very responsive to caffeine and some people are very non-responsive to caffeine you will know whether you're one of these people most people are in the middle so if you're the kind of person that can go to bed and have have, a, have an espresso with dinner and then go immediately to bed, firstly, good for you, because that's not me. Um, but secondly, the, um, the, you know, that would imply that you are somebody who metabolizes caffeine quickly and also somebody who isn't very sensitive to it. So those two things tend to go hand in hand. There is quite a large range. So in order to get a stimulatory effect, um, you will be looking to get three to nine milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight. So you weigh 100 kilos. That's basically means that 300 to 900 milligrams. Now, to put into perspective, um, something like a regular double espresso will have 80 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, if you go to Starbucks and get a regular one, they have three shots. So that would be then 120. Um, things like caffeine pills tend to be 50. Um, if you get a large can of Relentless or Monster or Red Bull or something, that's probably going to be 120. Um, a cup of tea might be 40. So you can start to see what it is that's going on here instant coffee is also less it's usually 30 or 40 depending on how many teaspoons you use um that will be what you need in order to achieve the benefit things like strength require a very high dose things like cognitive function don't require that much at all and the critical thing is once you become accustomed to caffeine you start to lose that kind of really high feeling if you've ever quit caffeine for a period and then had brought back into it you get a real noticeable high the um that goes away but the benefits in terms of your ability for your brain to process more quickly and all the other things doesn't so that's still good it's all good so far um the the main piece of advice that would give you which is not terribly common is that you shouldn't be dosing with caffeine in the first 90 to 120 minutes of your day the reason for this is because your cortisol which is your stress hormone which is mostly mostly what's responsible for waking you up in the morning um is or at least it drives the process that wakes you up um is actually highest an hour or two after you've woken and one of the functions that cortisol stimulates is the final clearance of the last bits of that sleepy molecule adenosine out of your brain so essentially the proposition is that what you should do is you should wait for the first hour and a half to two hours before you get up 
allow your cortisol to clear the rest of your adenosine so that you do feel like you're actually you'll notice after two hours you actually feel like you've properly woken up when you first wake up you don't feel completely woken up wait until you've properly woken up before you take your caffeine so that you actually don't then have a crash in the afternoon. So if you think that you've got a big buildup of adenosine in your brain that still hasn't cleared, you block it off using the caffeine, it's still building. By the time you get to lunchtime and the caffeine's worn off, you're gonna have a crash. So obviously to sort of come around this, if you're waking up and you're absolutely shattered and you can't function without a coffee, coffee firstly fix your sleep but sometimes that's not possible great go for a coffee but if you can avoid taking it for the first hour and a half to two hours and that will make a big difference to your energy throughout the day and that is how you can optimize your mental clarity your focus and get the most out of all of those benefits all day it's a very good idea um and this is my opinion is to take days off i think that if you take days off from caffeine it resensitizes your brain particularly um the sort of the sort of the dopamine effect in terms of actually giving yourself a calm day so that when you do um allow actually have the caffeine it makes more of a difference and you give yourself the chance to actually resensitize i think that's really important or else what tends to happen is caffeine kind of ramps up over the course of sort of weeks months years and it also allows you to clear your system because the half-life of caffeine is around four to six hours now we just said it's a large sort of variance in terms of what goes on the the reason that we want to sort of take a day off is because actually you will still if you have 200 milligrams of caffeine in a day say for example you have a six hour half-life that means in 24 hours that you are then down to what is it 12 and a half percent of the original caffeine if you continue to do that over and over again day after day after day after day after day you're building up that little level of caffeine so you've always got that basic level going around you start to become desensitized to it it starts to become permanent in your system and it will then build up and start to actually affect your sleep so i would suggest that at least one day a week you don't have any caffeine at all maybe try and pick a day when you're being a bit more relaxed the last thing is no caffeine in the afternoon this is fairly obvious everyone's heard this before if you if it's affecting your sleep, it's no good for you. You will then not be gaining a net benefit from it if you're not sleeping properly. So just be careful um, about that. The last bit is just a few possible drawbacks. So we all know, we probably all experience that drinking caffeine affects your gastrointestinal motility, all right? So if you drink a lot of coffee, then you're going to go straight to the toilet. So that's something that you need to be careful of. That's something you need to watch out for. It can also trigger IBS and GERD, which is gastric reflux. Um, and if that's something that happens to you as well, this is something that you should um, you should avoid. And the caffeine itself can trigger that. So just be careful. If it, if it makes you, it gives you an upset stomach, then unfortunately, it would appear that this is this is not for you. Now, you can go through different things that you can um, you can alter your diet. Um, a lot of people get much a big improvement of their in their gastrointestinal system just by cutting out obvious things like alcohol um, and lots of processed ingredients. Um, but if it's affecting you negatively, it's it's not good. I mean, it's it's, it's common sense. People often worry about blood pressure and heart rate. Um, if you're caffeine naive, then as in you, you don't drink any caffeine at all and you're completely sensitive to it, it will acutely increase both your blood pressure and your heart rate. If you're somebody who regularly consumes it, there is no effect. Um, so you don't really need to worry about that. Um, it's a diuretic, which means that it dehydrates you. Um, it's been, you know, this has been touted for a long time. However, the water in coffee gives you more liquid than the diuretic effect of caffeine removes. So coffee is still a net gain in terms of hydration, and you can add that to your water content throughout the day. 
Anxiety and jitters is something that you need to worry about if you have too much. It has been proposed that if you take a, a protein supplement called L-theanine, it can help to, to, to control that. I would just say drink less coffee. Um, it is possible to overdose if you take caffeine supplements. Um, one, because they're absorbed much more quickly than drinks. And two, because um, usually you are, you know, you can buy a caffeine gum that has 100 milligrams of it. You have five, six of those um, or, you know, you drink those with the coffee thing, all of a sudden you're getting right at the top level. It's very difficult to overdose on caffeine unless you're actually taking it in its, um, in its powdered form or with some kind of supplement. Um, and then lastly, it can affect your sleep. We know this, um, you just need to be sensible. If you feel like it is, have less of it later in the day and that should be fairly easily avoidable. But I think people are already fairly on top of that. Okay, so um, that was a lot, but hopefully you all took something away from it. Hopefully you got some some benefit from it. And hopefully now you um, can go away not feeling guilty about drinking a coffee because turns out pretty good for you. So um, let me know if you have any questions. Um, let me know if you've listened along and you've enjoyed it. Um, always nice to hear. And uh, yeah, I will speak to you all very soon. Thanks very much. Boom.